what's going down it's your humble host evan savvy what is going on man how have y'all been doing i'm in a good mood ask me why astro's been kicking ass baby <laughs> what they gonna say now what they gonna say now hey carlos correa coming through they have to sign him i saw a meme that said why don't we trade joel osteen for carlos correa <laughs> hey you know what i take it i take that deal astros are doing work man but outside of that how have y'all been everything been going well for you so check this out i had a teachable moment y'all know i'll go get my static shot comic books if you've been listening to my podcast you know i'm supporting the cause you know so i'm enjoying these books hella i go to the normal comic book store that i go to and i'm looking around and you know when you kind of get a weird feeling when you go in a store like they're kind of rude like the staff is kind of rude to you you don't want to be an asshole back you know because like maybe they're having a rough day or something i used to work in retail so i understand that so i'm like all right so i kind of noticed they wasn't really kind of engaging with me you know you're like, hey how you doing he's like uh. it's like all right goddamn like so i kind of realized you're in a pissy mood i bet so i asked him for the static shot comic i was like oh it didn't come out yet i followed the artist i know exactly when it drops I looked at it and I was like, no, it came out today. She was like, no, 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 it, it didn't. I said, well, can you look for me? Sure enough, somebody else walks up, another attendant walks up, was like, oh, yeah, it did. It's, it's over here. She was like, oh, I'm so sorry. And I was like, yeah, like, <laughs> you didn't even look. You've been telling She was like, I told somebody else no today. The fuck? Like, what the fuck? <laughs> you didn't even look. You didn't even attempt to try. So, anyway, so as I'm checking out, I'm explaining some courtesy. When you go into a comic book store, and you say, hey, can you tag and bag this or can you put the cardboard box on it? This little cardboard frame keeps the book from bending. So it's courtesy to put the comic in there. So when you're walking out, it doesn't bend. You keep it straight. It doesn't get folded, bent up. So I told the guy checking me out. I said, hey, can you tag and bag? Said, oh, yeah, no problem. I was looking through the stickers while he was doing all that. And I check out. Now, I didn't check the bag. I get to my house. <laughs> And I bumped something. And I was like, oh, oh, good thing I got it in the spine. I get in the house. I open up the bag. And the dude did not put my comics in the sleeve. I flipped. <laughs> I flipped. I lost my shit. I was like, who the fuck doesn't do this shit? What the fuck? This stupid ass motherfucker. I, I went the fuck off. And then I stopped midway through the rant. And I was like, you don't have to be this angry. You need to calm down. Hold the fuck. The fucked up part is I was smoking and I still blew up like that. I said, God damn, I need to calm down, even though that's some hoe ass shit, because usually like anybody who who buys comics, listen to you like, oh, like, yeah, that's some hoe ass shit because I was getting groceries. and I was rushing and I bumped. I was like, oh, I'm good, man, because I thought I bent it. You try to preserve it and keep it a certain way. And the fact that I told you to your face, put it in the fucking sleeve. and You didn't put it in the sleeve. Got me hot. But I said, you know what? Where was your antennas? When, when he was, was bagging the shit, I looked in the mirror. I was like, uh, you know what? I should have been paying attention to this motherfucker. But you know what? That's something that doesn't commonly happen, though. That's why I was like, see, I knew something was up. Like, they really didn't want to work that day, especially if you do that whole ass shit, because that's almost that's a foul. That's a foul in basketball, nigga. Like, I calmed down. I said, nah, you know what? I know what I'm going to do. Because the next issue comes out in a few days from this. When I go get this comic, I'm going to find that exact associate. I'm like, nah, you check me out. Put it in the bag. In the fucking bag. Do, do not fuck with me. Because <laughs> like, I'm, not, I'm not the person to piss off. That's, 
Ask anybody. <laughs> I said that to say I'm getting better, right? And I'm trying to get better because I realized being frustrated is one thing. Blowing up like that was completely out of fucking order, right? So it's like you don't need to blow up. Just get revenge. <laughs> do it the mature adult way but i said that to say because last topic i was talking about change what i wanted to segue into this the hero's journey the reason why i've been so fascinated with this concept oh my bad wait a second joseph campbell is a professor of literature who's known for his book the hero with a thousand faces and was studying different myths stories and legends all over the world and what he noticed from all these different stories that all these legends and myths that they were separated by years and cultures all the heroes went through the same type of journey and that's crazy stories separated by continents cultures and time how can they be telling the same exact story right because joseph campbell wrote that book in 1949 and that's really when he started to blow up you know this was way before everything connected and we was able to have access to different types of information like this which is wild right so once you get all this it's like well how well they were talking about the collective unconscious which is something that as a collective we learn this unconsciously and draw up these figures so it's something that we all just genetically are inherently doing which is fucking wild which is wild so to be fair and to give credit where credit is due this concept is originally defined by carl Jung, and i don't think of myself as a Jungian. i'm just using this concept and idea for this message today so we will be doing a brief crash course on the hero's journey along with this now anyway the reason why i want to bring up the hero's journey is because that's direct correlation with change in what we go through we actually seen the hero's journey this is just basically the framework for a lot of what i'm into i'm into you know comics manga anime i'm into all that shit like i love the stories and the reason why i love the stories is because most of them follow the hero's myth that archetype so it's in four parts it's separation descent ordeal return we see all of these type of examples all the time and any kind of these moves so perfect examples that i could give y'all of people who went through the hero's journey you can look at harry potter you can look at gladiator well known the matrix never-ending story for my older listeners <laughs> it's a little bit of all that you know what it is is you have someone who starts out in the normal ordinary world they go out and they seek something from a call to adventure or something that pulls them to get away from the ordinary life once they do that they have to cross this threshold they meet they get a mentor they go into the cave they slay a dragon they get the gold right they get the gold and then they come back that's usually how that type of story goes like king arthur is a perfect example of this as well you know in harry potter the way the hero myth works he got the call to adventure that's what's bringing you to venture out to get something better to do something in harry potter it was the birds that was bringing the letters and no matter what happened the letters kept coming it was up to harry whether he was accepted or not but ultimately he did and of course we have that series we see that all the time and while we see that people accept that call, they also have people who refuse the call. A perfect example of that, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. When Falcon received the shield from Captain America, you know, he didn't want it. He was like, I can't. This is too heavy. I feel like it belongs to somebody else. What happens is that we get doubtful. We don't believe in ourselves. We lack confidence. And sometimes we're scared because a lot of refusal of the call has to do with when you're facing with your fears. That's not something that you want to do. That's something that you have to decide to do. And that's what can cause our people to refuse that call to play it safe and not take risks or chances. If you want to change and if you want to get better, a lot of what has to happen is in the unknown, which is something that we don't want to do. 
that's constantly, constantly pushing you and making you do things outside of your comfort zone. But that's exactly where growth is. I'm going to keep saying that, man. So anyway, this is not a straight line that happens. This is a cycle. When I was saying on the last pod how we have in our unconscious the unlimited ability to unlock different capabilities, a lot of times for us to gain that, we have to go through these hero's journeys. Like in King Arthur, they were looking for the Holy Grail. How do we find this Holy Grail that no one knows how to find? And they had to go where they didn't want to go. This dragon slaying that I'm talking about, that's something in the hero's journey that meets you right at that threshold before you get to said gold. When it's an inward journey, we're talking about it being of the subconscious, is that you're battling yourself. So you fight yourself to get said goal, this ability or knowledge to get to this place. Once you get that goal, bring it back because in filth, it will be found. Whatever you seek most lies in the place where you don't want to go, which means facing your fears. We do these things in order to get better and to build ourselves up. You're going against yourself because what you're doing, you're challenging what you know now. It's like, is this correct or is this something I want to do? And as you challenge yourself, you get better. And once you acquire this knowledge or this ability, now the hard part is bringing that skill back and then giving it to the community because that's what they would do. Once they obtained it, they shared it. So it's like, what can you do with whatever gift or talent that you develop that you can share with everyone? Whether it's knowledge or an ability or something that you can give. All this shit is so important to me. <laughs> That's why all these stories resonated with me. My favorite main character right now is Midoriya because for a lot of you guys who don't watch anime, the only reason why I'm bringing this character up in particular is because of what he went through. Like the whole time, all of these characters are very relatable because he started out normal and he just was the hardest worker and for him that's all he had he had none of the talent like the other students and his peers he was still dead last and despite that he still went for his goal did not look back when the opportunity came he answered that call and he earned every bit of it he kept making mistakes over and over until he ran into his mentor who helped him along i relate to those characters that just have to keep trying and struggling and keep pursuing what they want to do despite all the hardships and the road that we have because none of this stuff is easy. It takes a lot of work and it takes a lot of battling fears and takes a lot of questioning this and really always rearranging. Sometimes these learned behaviors are things that we don't want to do or don't like about ourselves in the name of progress, in the name of getting better. <laughs> and it's amazing just when I wanted to learn a lot of this stuff, like when I started looking into this, because, you know, I'm always constantly questioning things and I'm trying to do better and trying to just get a better understanding of what I'm seeing around me. And before I do that, I need to make sure that I'm right. So the reason why that I connect with all these stories of all these things I'm into is because the main character struggles and the whole time they're trying to get better, which is something that I strive to do all the time and i know a lot of people around me do the same and we should all be striving to do that to be better this journey can be the unconscious or it can be physical as well this isn't just a map to the unconscious this is what happens in real life as well this is basically change part two i'm going through so many shifts in my life and i feel like that this is all things that i just need to share and need to talk about the things that i had to bump and figure out on my own I feel like if someone would have told me a lot of these things that it could have helped. Whatever little knowledge that I do have, I just like to share it. And I hope that it applies and I hope that it helps everyone get better that actually listens. We have to accept the change, like I said, and we also have to be willing to go through it. So when you have these opportunities that knock on the door, don't be scared to actually go and pursue them. You don't know what lies on the other side. Some things 
may not work out. But the point is that you will learn on every endeavor. And I learned that from Mr. Emmett Pride that he said you can always learn. So even when you're messing up, even when things don't go right, what did you learn? Now, use that in going forward. Remember how early I was talking about people who refuse to call? Now, most heroes do this, but they answer the call at some point. But you have people who never answer the call. They refuse it indefinitely. People that do that, that play it safe, don't pursue their dreams. They could feel unfulfilled and stagnant that they never answered that call. And doing that, you can always wonder what could have been not taking chances. And Jim Carrey had a great take on that. My father was not only the funniest man in the room, but he was a fantastic saxophone player. And before I was born, he had an orchestra in Toronto. But, you know, in order to be something special, you had to leave Canada and come down to the States and prove yourself in the States. He was a little bit afraid of that transition. And, and also he had a family to take care of. So he became an accountant. And uh, as time wore on, it wore him down, you know, it wore him down and he got a little bit bitter especially when he lost his job when he was 51. Uh, that really broke him. Not only was he compromising to raise a family, but when you compromise and you fail, it really hurts. It hurts even more than failing at what you love. So that was an example for me. I learned that you can fail at what you don't love. So you might as well do what you love. There's, there's really no choice to be made what you want to be, you know? The whole cycle of the hero's journey that we all could constantly go through to make ourselves better on the inside and on the outside, we can apply that anywhere in our lives. And I want to tell you that anybody is capable, don't refuse to call to an adventure. If I could go back, I would change something for you. You know I would, just for you, just for you. If I could go back, I wouldn't waste no time You know I would Just for you, just for you, just for you I'm curving bitches on the daily Misinformed, hating niggas looking at me crazy Not enough token black guys in the room Don't try and play me, I'm off limits Ask Jay, I go off with it, part with it, wonders with it Niggas down to hide the body when I kill it I used to nigga spitting, he sound a little different Everything I gotta earn I'm in between blessings, putting in the work Yeah, hold up, I'm putting in the work That was live from Houston, just for you outro. You can find that on SoundCloud right now, streaming. Man, thank y'all if y'all made it through that. I appreciate y'all listening every single week, man. The views have been climbing. I have been feeling so, so humbled every week. I'm going to keep saying that. But anyway, so, uh... Yeah, so uh, y'all know what time it is. You make it to this part. I really fucks with you, baby. Okay, so, um, Help! fucking ring the alarm, man. <laughs> Russell Wilson's hurt. Oh no, not that mulatto nigga. I needed him. He was killing. He was doing so well for me in my fantasy. He's my quarterback, and Chris Carson was my running back, and they both out. God. I'm still undefeated, but that 
threw a monkey wrench in my shit. I ain't going to even lie. Now, now I'm scrambling because I got to figure out who can I grab to help me sustain this season because the other, do- other top dog in there, all his dudes are healthy. So I don't know how the fuck am I going <laughs> to do this. I have to wait. Russell going to come back hopefully, but ooh, oh, man, I don't know. And I, did y'all see the return when uh, Tampa Bay went against the Patriots just recently? Say, man. I'm going to tell y'all how they're fucked up. Never in the history of the NFL have you really seen in the graphic the quarterback of the team and the coach on the other. They never show the coach like that. <laughs> I was, they, they make it like it's Brady versus Belichick. And I'm like, uh, in a sense, yeah, but Belichick was kind of the one that was kind of bugging them to get out. Like, you know. He he had other endeavors for Jimmy Garoppolo, and they was falling out behind that. And Tom Brady said, dipped out. Like, I'm going to show you, old man. <laughs> I could win a ring without you. You know, they had such a good marriage in there. He set a record for the most passing yards when, you know, Drew Brees had it. He retired. He was there. And I was just like, that's so fitting for him to break a record in Gillette where he doesn't have it. You know what? Honestly, honestly, they may have to do it like Kobe where you just retire both of this dude's numbers and – you know, in both stadiums, like you have to, <laughs> you have to, you won six rings at Gillette for Gillette. Like, come on, man. They're going to definitely retire that Jersey there. There's no way that they don't. That doesn't make any sense if they don't. <laughs> Tampa Bay going to do it too. Yeah. He brought a chip there. Football is amazing. Y'all just keep your eye on uh, Kansas city again, because uh, they had a rough couple goals, <laughs> but they're still a good team. <laughs> They're still good. They pissed off that they lost and that they're not leading the league right now where they're supposed to. They're going to come back. Don't you even worry about it because Patrick Mahomes is a deadly motherfucker. Like, that dude just... Again, I don't know how he throws the ball. I was I literally saw this dude throwing underhand, like, granny throws right on the money, right in the hands, like, in stride. Like, this motherfucker's insane, man. Oh. <laughs> but outside of that, look... Tokyo Revengers is good now, but I'm going to tell you motherfucker something. Takamichi cries way too fucking much for me. And, and you're talking to a motherfucker who loves a record seven. All right. They cried almost every episode, but it was a reason behind it. Like Takamichi's character irks my fucking soul. And it didn't really, I didn't really get hooked and got into it until episode nine or 10. Now I'm like, oh, okay. Like the setup was a little slow. And I remember people telling me, hey, just get through that and then it picks up. And it has picked up, but oh my God. Especially from Takamichi, this is going to be spoiler free. You know what you have to do. You already accepted that before you went on the mission. Why are you still acting like that? Because it is do or die at this point. You have no choice. This is literally like the last chance you have to fix it. Damn. And you still acting like a little bitch? Like, uh, it got on my nerves. It got on my nerves. He's getting better. But I, but it's solid. It's solid. Like, I was like, okay, okay, okay. Like, it, it took a second, though. Because <laughs> I was getting so fucking frustrated. <laughs> Goddamn, like, how much longer is this dude going to be? Oh, I think I found out. I think we're done with season five of My Hero. I don't know, but I just know I was sad last night because when I look for the new episode, the motherfucker still ain't put it up yet. So I just came to reality that I'm going to have to wait or read, but I'm already still reading Jujutsu, so I can't overload my palate. I can't do 
all this at once because I got to read this and watch this and do research for these pods. Man, look, it's only 24 hours in a day <laughs> and I still got work and other shit. I'm trying. <laughs> I'm trying my best. But I've really been enjoying it now, like more so than what it was because it just took a second for that shit to really take off. But that shit was fucking pissing me off. Okay, now this is spoiler talk for Falcon and the Wind Soldier. So, I. This thing, I never in my black ass life would think that I would say the phrase, when are soldiers invited to the cookout? What the fuck? <laughs> and the thing I liked about it was because they didn't try to make him black. Like, they didn't try to black it up with him. He's, he was just the winner soldier the whole time and just the, then the hood fucked with him. Like, that's it. Like, I love that because you don't have to sit there and turn this motherfucker into Eminem. You don't have to do that. You just make them a normal person. If they're good people, we're going to fuck with you. That's it. We're just like everybody else. Like, that was dope. The story in Falcon and Wind, because I actually finished it before I recorded the last part. I just forgot to tell y'all because I'm almost done with Loki. But with Falcon and the Winter Soldier, it was really dope because the message that it was given, and I really appreciated hella the story, the metaphors, and what you can, you know, kind of learn if you pay attention. It was so well put together, and Anthony Mackie, and I forget the Winter Soldier's name. Forgot your name, buddy. Uh, <laughs> don't blame my mind, not my heart, but they had such a good chemistry. It was amazing just to see that story, and the suit for Falcon at the end was dope. It was straight out the comic book. So I was nerding out just staring at like, oh, shit, they actually made that shit. And it don't look as cheesy as I thought it would look. <laughs> so they did a good job. And Anthony Mackie uh, killed it. And I was like, I'll be damned. So in the words of Joe Biden, if you ain't watching it, you ain't black. <laughs> but go ahead and watch Falcon and the Winter Soldier, man. Especially if you are black. I, I highly, highly recommend it. Do not put that one off. Because the undertones and actually what they both go through, the overlaying stories and the structure to that, what everybody goes through, it all makes sense and it's all just super dope. So y'all really need to go ahead and tap into that. Check it out. Everybody's kind of like, go, hey, Sam, go watch the what if. I hate what ifs. I hate what ifs. And I know that they, I know motherfuckers like, oh, it's a little different take on the story, whatever. But what's aggravating for me is because being a reader, I'm so tired of your motherfucking what if stories because they can't be consistent with the content and they don't want to stand 10 toes down when they put something out and people don't like it and want to reject it. And I was like, oh, what happened in this universe, that universe, so nothing's canon. So these stories don't fucking progress. And then they wonder why manga's out selling comics in america because these motherfuckers got a straight line like so I, i'm so tired of what if story so it has a bad taste in my mouth i know it's probably really good concepts and real cool shit but it's it's almost like useless knowledge it's like this doesn't do anything for the story so i get nothing out of it so that's personally why i'm just, i just detest motherfucking what if stories because i've just been seeing them so much i'm like okay can we do something with the actual characters at some point? That's why I believe a lot of people's falling off with that. That's just my little, you know, my, my theory, my two cents. I could be 100% wrong, but I doubt it. <laughs> oh, man. But outside of that, uh, yeah, I will be talking shit to that motherfucker in Bedrock City Comics because, uh, yeah, I want my shit in the motherfucking sleeve this time. I'm going to make sure I'm going to look him dead in his eyes and walk him down and just be like, in the fucking bag, nigga. I'm not playing with you. <laughs> uh, 
Oh, nothing like a little intimidation. <laughs> That's the podcast. Thank y'all so much for tuning and listening to me. You can be doing anything else in the world right now, but you're listening to me. Don't hold me, be the homie. Go ahead and share with a friend or two. Thank you for made it through. If you like a leave a review, I am been your humble host, Evan Savage. My intuition is telling me there'll be better days I sit in silence and find whenever I meditate My fears alleviate, my tears evaporate My faith don't deviate, ideas don't have a date But see I'm growing and getting stronger with every breath Bringing me closer to heaven's doors with every step As we speak, I'm at peace, no longer scared to die Most niggas don't believe in God and so they terrify It's either that or they be fearing they gon' go to hell Asking the Father for forgiveness got them overwhelmed as it be spiteful, like them white folks that control the jail See, I believe if God is really never judging man Because he knows us all and therefore he would understand The ignorance to make a nigga take his brother life The bitterness and pain that got him beating on his wife Like, I know you desperate for a change, let the pen glide But the only real change come from inside But the only real change come from inside But the only real change come from The cemeteries are unchanged, I see men cry But the only real change come from inside but the only real change come from inside But the only real change come from inside